Welcome to Rebecca Reads. This week's story is The Three Sillies. It is an English tale that has many different tellings. I found this one in Andrew Lang's Red Fairy book. To introduce today's story, I want to talk a little about folk tales. Folk tales are stories that are passed down by word of mouth from parents to children, storytellers to audiences, in taverns, around campfires. Many times they are based on actual events, but stories change as they are passed down. Someone might add a little embellishment here. Another person remembers the story differently and changes it there. Actual events get changed into something that has a life of its own, but we still love to tell them. Stories, especially folk tales, can teach us about ourselves, but this lesson doesn't always have to be a serious one. We can learn that we love to have fun and laugh a little. Don't forget to stay after the story for this week's poem. And now for the three sillies. Once upon a time, there was a young girl who reached the age of 37 without ever having had a lover, for she was so foolish that no one wanted to marry her. One day, however, a young man arrived to pay his addresses to her, and her mother, beaming with joy, sent her daughter down to the cellar to draw a jug of beer. As the girl never came back, the mother went down to see what had become of her, and found her sitting on the stairs, her head in her hands, while by her side the beer was running all over the floor, as she had forgotten to close the tap. "'What are you doing there?' asked the mother. "'I was thinking what I shall call my first child after I am married to that young man. All the names in the calendar are taken already.' The mother sat down on the staircase beside her daughter and said, "'I will think about it with you, my dear.' The father, who had stayed upstairs with the young man, was surprised that neither his wife nor his daughter came back, and in his turn went down to look for them. He found them both sitting on the stairs, while beside them the beer was running all over the ground from the tap, which was wide open. "'What are you doing there? The beer is running all over the cellar.' "'We were thinking what we shall call the children that our daughter will have when she marries that young man. All the names in the calendar are taken already.' "'Well,' said the father, "'I will think about it with you.' As neither mother nor daughter nor father came upstairs again, the lover grew impatient and went down into the cellar to see what they could all be doing. He found them all three sitting on the stairs, while beside them the beer was running all over the ground from the tap, which was wide open. "'What in the world are you all doing that you don't come upstairs and that you let the beer run all over the cellar?' "'Yes, I know, my boy,' said the father. "'But if you marry our daughter, what shall you call your children? "'All the names in the calendar are taken.' "'When the young man heard this answer, he replied, "'Well, good-bye, I am going away. "'When I shall have found three people sillier than you, "'I will come back and marry your daughter.' "'So he continued his journey, "'and after walking a long way, he reached an orchard. "'Then he saw some people knocking down walnuts "'and trying to throw them into a cart with a fork.' "'What are you doing there?' he asked. "'We want to load the cart with our walnuts, but we can't manage to do it.' The lover advised them to get a basket and to put the walnuts in it so as to turn them into the cart. "'Well,' he said to himself, "'I've already found someone more foolish than those three. So he went on his way, and by and by he came to a wood. There he saw a man who wanted to give his pig some acorns to eat, and was trying with all his might to make him climb up the oak tree. "'What are you doing, my good man?' asked he. "'I want to make my pig eat some acorns, and I can't get him to go up the tree.' 
If you were to climb up and shake down the acorns, the pig would pick them up. Oh, never thought of that. Here is the second idiot, said the lover to himself. Some way farther along the road, he came upon a man who had never worn any trousers and who was trying to put on a pair. So he fastened them to a tree and was jumping with all his might up in the air so that he should hit the two legs of the trousers as he came down. It would be much better if you held them in your hands, said the young man, and then put your legs one after the other in each hole. Dear me, to be sure, you are sharper than I am, for that never occurred to me. And having found three people more foolish than his bride, or her father, or her mother, the lover went back to marry the young lady, and in course of time they had a great many children. Thank you for listening to The Three Sillies. Have you heard a different version of this story? If so, what things did the other three sillies do? Do you think people are really that silly? What silly things have you done or seen your parents do? Are we all a little silly in some ways? Today's poem is Lochvinar by Sir Walter Scott. It is a mix between a story and a love poem. It reads, O young Lochvinar is come out to the west, Through all the wide border his steed was the best. And save his good broadsword, he weapons had none. He rode all unarmed, and he rode all alone. So faithful in love, and so dauntless in war, There never was knight like the young Lochvinar. He stayed not for break, and he stopped not for stone. He swam the east river, where ford there was none. But ere he alighted at Netherby Gate, The bride had consented, the gallant came late. For a laggard in love and a dastard in war was to wed the fair Ellen of brave Lochinvar. So boldly he entered the Netherby Hall, among bridesmen and kinsmen and brothers and all. Then spoke the bride's father, his hand on his sword, for the poor craven bridegroom said never a word. O come ye in peace here, or come ye in war, or to dance at our bridal young Lord Lochinvar? I long wooed your daughter, my suit you denied. Love swells like the solway, but ebbs like its tide. And now am I come with this lost love of mine, To lead but one measure, drink one cup of wine. There are maidens in Scotland more lovely by far, That would gallantly be bride to the young Lochinvar. The bride kissed the goblet, the knight took it up. He quaffed of the wine, and he threw down the cup. She looked down to blush, and she looked up to sigh, with a smile on her lips and a tear in her eye. He took her soft hand ere her mother could bar. Now tread we a measure, said the young Lochinvar. So stately his form and so lovely her face, that never a hall such a galliard did grace. While her mother did fret and her father did fume, and the bridegroom stood dangling his bonnet and plume, and the bridemaidens whispered, "'Twere better by far to have matched our fair cousin with young Lochinvar. One touch to her hand, and one word in her ear, when they reached the hall door and the charger stood near, so light to the croup the fair lady he swung, so light to the saddle before her he sprung. She is won, we are gone, over bank, brush, and scour. They'll have fleet steeds that follow, quoth the young Lochinvar. There was mounting mung grames of the Netherby clan, Forsters, Fenwicks, and Musgraves, they rode and they ran. There was racing and chasing on Canoby Lee, But the lost bride of Netherby ne'er did they see. So daring in love and so dauntless in war, Have ye e'er heard of gallant of young Lochinvar? 
And that is another episode of Rebecca Reads. If you have any requests of stories you'd like to hear, let me know on my Facebook page or email me at RebeccaReadsPodcast at gmail.com. Keep reading and join me next week for another episode of Rebecca Reads.